Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prangmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. What is going on, fam? I see the usual suspects showing up for class this morning. Very good. Have you been doing your homework? Are you getting people healed? Are you raising the dead? Are you kicking out demons, making them homeless? Good to see everybody on here this morning on Supernatural Saturday. Uh, We are going through my book, Divine Healing Made Simple. We are in chapter 7 this week, which is Faith for Healing. And I'm going to give you guys the down low, teach you as much as I can about faith for healing and miracles. The next three weeks are going to be pretty intense. Um, The last six or seven lessons kind of set up some basic principles, but now we're getting into the meat of the course. We're getting into what, how the rubber meets the road. How do you actually go about getting people healed? How does faith work? What is faith? You know, I hear a lot of people talk about faith. Faith healing, I have faith, you know, faith in God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The problem is, if you take Bible verses and say, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, all of these sound bites that we've been taught by church leaders during our lifetime. Okay, if you're going to explain to an atheist or an agnostic, what does that mean? How does that work out in practical application? What does that actually look like? Most of us would not be able to to explain to a non-believer what that actually looks like. We just kind of have this thing that we say. And we don't really know how to explain that to someone who hasn't experienced the miraculous and doesn't really know what faith looks like. So faith has become kind of a nebulous term. A lot of people don't actually define what they mean when they talk about faith. So today, I'm going to give you as clear a description of faith and give you some illustrations to show you what faith actually looks like. There are two different roads you can go down in in healing. There is medicine and there is the miraculous. In medicine, it is all about what you know and how skilled you are. If you're a skilled surgeon, if you're a skilled doctor, you've gone to school and you learn a lot, you'll have a successful practice as a medical doctor. It's all about what you know and how skilled you are. In faith, healing, and miracles, it is all about who you know and what you believe. Jesus gave his disciples power and authority to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. They healed sick people by the thousands. They restored sight to the blind. They cleansed lepers. They did all this work. Now, I want to start out with an example of healing, which is actually deliverance. And this is from Matthew 17. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Matthew 17, 14 through 20. And when they, the disciples and Jesus, they were walking, they'd come to the multitude. A man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on me and my son, for he is an epileptic. He has seizures. 
and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Lord, why could we not cast it out? Now, I'm going to take a pause here. Jesus had been teaching them about healing and deliverance and miracles. And this is Matthew 17. This is well into the ministry of Jesus and the disciples. They had seen a lot of people healed by now, but they couldn't get this kid healed. They couldn't get rid of this demon. So they asked him, why could we heal others, but we couldn't get this kid healed? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and, no- and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. A really good example of how faith works for healing, deliverance, and miracles. And there is a difference between healing, deliverance, and miracles. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll dive into that. We'll do an in-depth examination of the difference between all of them. But for this week, what Jesus told them was they could not cure this kid's epilepsy, his seizures, because he had a demon and they didn't have faith enough to exercise the authority necessary to make that demon go. They were full of unbelief. Okay. So I'm going to get rid of one sacred cow right now. And, and this is something I hear virtually every day in the Christian community. People say, I have faith as small as a mustard seed. I can do miracles. I'm going to believe that God's going to do this. I have faith as small as a mustard seed. I I, I feel bad for people who have never been taught what mustard seed faith is all about. When Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move and it'll go. So people say, all I need is faith as small as a mustard seed. But that is not what Jesus said. It's not what he said. He didn't say you need faith as small as a mustard seed. He said you need faith as a mustard seed. As. Faith that acts the way a mustard seed acts. Not faith as small as a mustard seed. Because a verse earlier, he just rebuked the disciples because they had small, little, tiny faith. So he wasn't talking about small, little, tiny faith. Faith as small as a mustard seed. He was talking about faith that acts the way a mustard seed acts. So if you want to know what mustard seed faith is, you have to go to the parable of the mustard seed, where Jesus explains what a mustard seed does. If you go to the kingdom parables and read about the parable of the mustard seed, what did Jesus teach? He said, The kingdom of God is like unto a mustard seed, which, although it is the smallest of seeds, It grows into a great tree so large that the birds of the air come to nest in it. So what does a mustard seed do? Starts out small, but it grows. So the key to mustard seed faith is, although your faith starts out small, it has to grow. You will start with small little faith, but as you progress your walk further into the kingdom, as you get to know God more, as you get to understand his ways, your faith grows. That's the key to faith 
that does miracles and healing. It's not small faith. It's faith that grows. And here's an example. When the Roman centurion came to Jesus and said, Lord, my servant is sick. Can you heal him? Jesus said, yes. And the the Roman centurion said, I don't need you to come to my house. I'm a man under authority. I know how authority works. I say to this man, come and he comes. I say to that man, go and he goes. All you need to do is say a word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said to the crowd, I have not seen such great faith even in all of Israel. This was a Gentile Roman centurion who understood what faith and authority look like. He commended the Roman centurion for having great faith. He rebuked the disciples when they had unbelief. Okay, so first thing you need to understand is having small faith is not what it's all about. It's about having great faith. I'm going to shift gears here real quick. And I want to go to the uh, story of the woman with the flow of blood who was healed. Now, Jesus was walking with the disciples and there was a crowd that gathered around them. And a woman snuck up behind them and she thought to herself, if only I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She reached out. She grabbed onto his garment. The Bible says power went out of him and she was healed from that moment. Then Jesus turned around and asked the disciples, who touched me? And the disciples were like, what do you mean, Lord, who touched you? There's a crowd of people. They're thronging you. Everyone's touching you. What are you talking about? And he said, someone touched me. I felt power go out of me. So he interrogated the crowd and the woman then testified. And she said, I've had a flow of blood and have mercy on me. I just needed to be healed. And I felt that if I touched you, I would be healed. And Jesus said, oh, woman, your faith has healed you. Now, this is an example where the faith of the person who was sick apprehended their own healing. In the majority of cases in the New Testament, where people are healed or set free of demons. It is the faith of the person who is praying. It is the faith of the disciples or the faith of Jesus that appropriates the healing. But in this case, this is a rare case, the woman who needed the healing, her faith drew the power out of Jesus and healed her. Now, unfortunately, there are some people in modern church, especially in the Word of Faith movement, where people have mistakenly got the idea that As the person who needs to be healed, it's up to you to have faith. And if you're not healed, it's because you don't have faith. It's because you don't have enough faith to be healed. It's because of your unbelief. That is absolutely a lie. That is absolutely not true. You do not need to have faith to be healed. That type of healing where the sick person was the one who needed to have faith healing is very rare. There are only a few examples of that in the New Testament. Again, going back to the Matthew 17 example. Jesus rebuked the disciples because they did not have faith to get this child healed. And most of the time when we are praying for someone to be healed, it's our faith that is on the line. Our faith or our unbelief is going to determine whether they're healed or not. It's not their faith. It's our faith. Most of the time. I have seen some people healed who had great faith, who had expectancy, and their faith made a draw on the power that lives inside of me and they got healed just by being around me. The power just left and boom, they got healed. I have seen that happen. It doesn't happen very often. In the crowd, while this woman who had the flow of blood was healed and 
I'm just going to tell you, this particular testimony is one of my favorites in the New Testament. I'm going to teach on this again in the future when we talk about power and authority and how they work. We'll come back to this discussion. This is such a good example of how power and faith work. We'll cover that in in later uh, discussions. But in the crowd, while this woman was healed, was Jairus. Jairus is a leader of the synagogue. And Jairus' daughter had become sick. And Jairus left home to go find Jesus to bring him to his house so that his daughter could be healed. So Jairus is watching this woman get healed. And as she is healed, the servants of Jairus come to him and say, Do not trouble the master. Your daughter has died. Jesus looks at Jairus. As soon as that was said, Jesus looks at Jairus and says, Do not doubt, only believe, and she will be made well. Now, Jairus is in this situation where he just got bad news that his daughter died. And Jesus is telling him, do not have unbelief, do not have doubt. Only believe and she'll be made well. So the resurrection of his daughter is now on the line. And it's going to be based on his faith or unbelief. Jesus follows Jairus goes into the house, touches the girl's hand, and she wakes up, gets up, and they give her something to eat. So she was raised from the dead because Jairus had faith that Jesus was going to be able to raise her from the dead. Okay, His faith, the faith of Jairus, appropriated resurrection power from Jesus to get his daughter healed. Let's talk a little bit about what kind of faith this is. Some people would say that we need to have faith that Jesus is the Messiah. Well, that is an important aspect of faith, but that's not the kind of faith that heals people or raises them from the dead. Jesus undoubtedly wanted Jairus to believe that he was the Messiah. Look, I think everyone should believe that Jesus is the Messiah. You know, that's faith that saves us from the consequences of sin, but that is not faith that heals the sick. Okay? Faith that heals the sick and raises the dead is specific to the event that you are looking at. So what happened here? Jesus told Jairus, and this is my paraphrase, it's not about you believing that I'm the Messiah. It's not about you believing in God. It is about you believing that when we go down to your house and I touch her, She is going to be raised from the dead. Jesus wanted Jairus to believe a specific set of circumstances would result if they went through with this and tried to get his daughter resurrected. Faith for healing and miracles is specific to the person and the illness and the the immediate circumstances right now. That is what faith for healing is all about. It's not a general faith. It's not, I believe in God. It's not, I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. It is believing specific things about the person who needs to be healed, raised from the dead, or set free of the demon. That is faith for the miraculous. Now, when I started praying for people to be healed, I started out begging God to heal people. If you don't know anything about healing or or miracles or raising the dead, you just assume, hey, I'm just going to ask God. And God's either going to heal them or he's not. Because maybe it's God's will to heal this person, or maybe it's not his will. We don't, I don't know what God's mind is. I don't know if God wants to heal this person. 
So most of us, when we pray, we ask God to heal somebody. We ask God to raise them from the dead. We ask God to set them free of demons or addiction or whatever. And I did that for about two or three months, and I didn't see one person healed. Not one. No one was healed as long as I was begging God for healing. So I started going through the New Testament, and I looked at the disciples and Jesus, and I was like, you know, they weren't asking the Father to heal people. It's not like Jesus prayed to the Father, Father, would you heal this poor demon-afflicted person? No. Jesus would command the demon to leave. He would release power with a touch, or he would put mud in the eye of a blind person, and that would release power, or he would exercise authority, kick out a demon. He wasn't begging the Father to do anything. And I started watching videos, people like Todd White, and I noticed that Todd White would command bones to be healed. He would command ligaments to be healed. He would command tendons to be healed. He wasn't begging God to do anything. He was commanding things to be healed. He was releasing power. He was commanding demons, evil spirits to leave. And he had really good success. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, that's cheating. Can you do that? He's not asking God to do this stuff. One thing that you might consider is if you are begging God to heal somebody, you are actually believing that you are more merciful and compassionate than God is. Because you're assuming, well, God doesn't want this person healed. So I have to beg and plead and with God and hopefully convince God that this person is worthy of being healed. Well, I got some news for you. You're not more compassionate than God is. You're not more merciful. God wants us healed more than we want them healed. The key is developing faith so that we can release the power and so that we can exercise our authority properly and get these people healed. I struggled with doubt and unbelief. When I started trying to get people healed, I was full of doubt. When I say doubt and unbelief, this is what I'm talking about. I did not believe these people were actually going to be healed. I was praying for them because God told me in this dream, he said, I want you to pray for your patients and I'm going to heal them. So I was praying because God told me to, and I was begging God, but I didn't expect any of them to be healed. When I would lay hands on somebody and I would say, oh Lord, you know, please heal this person and Lord do this and God, would you please heal that person? I wasn't expecting them to be healed. I did not have expectation. I did not have confidence that they were going to actually be healed. I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of skepticism. I just didn't think they were going to be healed. I was doing it because I knew it was the right thing to do, but I wasn't doing it expecting them to actually be healed. And see, faith has a component of expectation. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. My translation of that verse from Hebrews is, Faith is the confident expectation of the things that we want to happen. There is an element of confidence and expectation in faith that a lot of people don't consider. Faith is trust. It's trusting that God actually wants this person healed. It is trusting and believing that when you lay hands on them and when you release power, they're actually going to be healed. That's what faith is. Faith is confidence. Now, when I was starting out, praying for people to be healed. I finally started to see a few people healed. I saw a woman healed with migraine headaches. I saw a few elderly women healed of um, one lady had a broken foot. Another lady had 
uh, scoliosis and a torn meniscus, started to see some people healed. Going to the grocery stores and I would pray for people who had slings on their shoulders and some, I, I saw a lot of people with immobilizers on their wrists and, I, and they, most of them had carpal tunnel. Gas stations, grocery stores, I'd see somebody with an immobilizer and I would pray for them. And I started to see a couple of them getting healed. So it started out small. But as I began to see people healed, my unbelief, my doubt started to decrease. I started to have a little more expectation. And I saw a couple more people healed. I saw a bunch of people who had shoulder injuries, mostly torn rotator cuffs, some frozen shoulders. I had this span for two or three months where, gosh, I prayed for dozens of people who had shoulder injuries. And I started to see a lot of them healed. In fact, I got to a point where I think I saw 10 or 12 people healed in a row. All of them healed miraculously. They went from very limited range of motion to full range of motion without any impingement or pain or anything. I was also seeing a lot of people with carpal tunnel healed at that time. When I saw anyone who had carpal tunnel or a shoulder injury, I developed this expectation that if I pray for you, I know you're going to be healed. I would walk up to people in the store and I would tell them, if they had a shoulder injury or they had a wrist immobilizer, I would walk up to them and say, if you let me pray for you, God's going to heal you. I was that confident. I had that much faith, that much trust, okay? That's what faith for healing is. It is confidence that when I pray for this person, if I, lay, if I get my hands on you, you're getting healed, okay? That is faith that works miracles and heals the sick and kicks out demons. It does take time. It does have to grow, but it grows from experience. It grows from doing it. That's the only way that I can really describe it is, look, you start out with unbelief. You start out with skepticism and doubt. But if you start doing this, you are going to see people healed. And the more you do it, the more you're going to see healed. And you'll just get on this roll where you will start to expect that when you lay hands on that person, they're going to be healed. I had a dream one night. Hey, come on. You knew there was going to be a dream somewhere, right? Now, I've told you over the over the years, I, as I was praying for people to be healed and I wasn't seeing anyone healed, I would get discouraged and I'd want to quit. I'd come home from the ambulance and I would just basically tell the Lord, look, I'm done. I've done my part. I have prayed for 60 people or 100 people and no one's been healed. I'm giving up. I'm quitting. And I would invariably come home and God would give me a dream. And in the dream, I would be praying for people in the ambulance and they'd be healed. So he wasn't letting me off the hook. And one night I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw this man and I knew that he had faith that could heal the entire city that he worked in. And that was the, that was the summary of the dream. He had adequate faith to heal an entire city. Many times when, you have, when I have dreams, I'll just see a man, a generic unknown man, don't know who he is. And then I will sometime later realize, oh, um, he was actually showing me a dream about me, but he didn't, want to, he didn't want to tell me it was me. That dream was very significant to me. It revealed to me that my faith had grown from the point where I started full of unbelief and doubt and skepticism to a point where I was seeing people healed pretty regularly, probably about 80%, with some conditions like Shoulders and carpal tunnel, it was around 90 or 95%. 
what he was telling me was, my faith had the potential to heal the entire city if I decided to use it that way. I, I had gotten to a place in my life where my faith was the kind of faith that heals people consistently. And any one of us, you can have that same kind of faith. Your faith, if it is small, if you have some doubt, if you have some unbelief right now, in a year or two, if you consistently, regularly pray for people to be healed, you will eventually watch your faith grow into faith that has the potential to heal your entire city. That is what God desires. That is his will. His will for us is that we would become people of great faith, like the Roman centurion. That we would have faith that doesn't doubt, and that we could see miracles happen every day. Now, I wanted to mention one more thing before I go, and that is the gift of faith. So, a uh, gift of faith is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's mentioned in 1 Corinthians. Uh, to one is given the gift of prophecy, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of tongues, discerning of spirits, gift of faith. What is the gift of faith? The gift of faith is the operation of the Holy Spirit in us. And essentially, it is a supernatural download of faith from God that gives us breakthrough, healing, miracles, whatever, when we are full of unbelief and doubt. And I have seen this happen myself. All right, I'm going to give you a story. Denise and I were, were in a period of time where we were actually seeing miracles with electronic devices. She has this iPod dock. It's an electronic speaker system that you plug in and you stick your iPod into it. Really nice speaker system. It's a Bose system. We have used that for years. Well, one day it went dead. It just died. It wouldn't work. I did some troubleshooting on it, looked at the wiring, looked at the speakers, tried to figure out what was wrong with it. I could not figure out what, what happened to it. It just died. Did not work. And it had been dead for months. We were having some friends come over. We were going to have a little pool party, hang out, cook on the grill. And she really wanted to have this iPod dock working so we could have some music outside. Well, as our friends get there, Denise takes this iPod dock and she takes it from the bedroom and she marches it out through the kitchen outside. On the, it puts, sets it on the table out in the backyard. And I was like, what are you doing? That thing doesn't work. <laughs> she, had this, she had this big, confident smile on her face. And I was like, oh, she, we're going to pray over this thing and get it healed. So she's like, yep, that is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to pray over this thing. So this friend of ours, Gwendolyn and her husband and me and Denise gathered around the iPod dock and we just started praying, making declarations. The gals were praying in tongues and I was making declarations. And in my mind, I saw broken wires being put back together. So I just told angels, I said, look, angels who know how to work with electronic stuff, Make those wires connect, fix everything that's broken. I was just kind of praying from what I was seeing in my mind. Denise went, plugged in the iPod dock, stuck her iPod in there, turned it on, and it worked fine. It's been working fine ever since, and that was probably three years ago. All right. So what happened there was I, at that point, I didn't have a lot of faith for healing electronic devices. I had kind of unbelief and some skepticism. But I watched her... She had a big, confident smile on her face. She had expectations. She's like, no, we're going to heal this thing. This is, thing is totally going to get healed right now. She had confidence. She had faith. And her faith kind of gave me faith. It gave me some confidence. Now, about 
Four months later, we had a car that we wanted to sell. We bought this car for my daughter when she was going to college. She had finished college, moved out of state. We had this car sitting around and we didn't need it. So we needed to sell it. We're going to list it on Craigslist. The problem was the car ran terrible. It had a bad hesitation and sputtering whenever you would slow down to come to an intersection. When you'd accelerate coming out of the intersection, hesitation and sputtering every single time. And I thought, well, before we sell this car, I should get it running good so that we can at least get out of it what we had paid for it. And if it wasn't running good, we wouldn't get as much money. So I went out to the garage and I was going to get some tools, do a tune-up, replace the the plugs and the spark plugs and the wires and just do kind of basic tune-up on it. And as I go out in the garage, I hear in my mind the Holy Spirit say, didn't I fix the iPod dock? And I stopped and I said, yes, Lord, you did. And he said, why don't you believe that I can fix the car? So I was like, okay, I guess we're going to have another miracle. So I got in the car and I just started making declarations. Lord, I believe you. I believe you want this car healed. Angels, if you know how to fix spark plugs and fix the electronics and fix all the broken junk, fix the fuel system, get to work angels, fix this car up. Lord, I believe that you're going to heal this car. So I was just praying and making declarations over the car for about three or four minutes. Okay. Put the key in the ignition, turned it, started it up, drove it down to the intersection, made a left-hand turn, another left-hand turn, and another left-hand turn and came out of the neighborhood. No hesitation at all. Drove it down about a mile to a light, made a left-hand turn, drove it around for about 10 minutes. No sputtering, no hesitation. Came back home, put that thing on Craigslist, and we got exactly the asking price that we wanted for it. And, and, it, and it ran great. The guy came who bought it, took it out, drove it on the freeway, drove it everywhere. He goes, wow, he goes, this thing actually runs really good. <laughs> He's like, I'll just give you your asking price. So what happened there was I did not have adequate faith to get this car healed. But God gave me a word. He just said, didn't I fix the iPod dock? And I felt like at that time, God gave me a download of faith to do something I had never seen happen before. He gave me faith that I didn't have that was able to appropriate this miracle that I needed. Even if our faith is small and even if we're in unbelief and doubt, God can boost our faith. Remember, in fact, in Matthew 17, when the man brings his son to Jesus uh, and says, can you heal him? In or one of the other parallel uh, passages, it says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So God can help our unbelief. God can give us a supernatural download of faith to accomplish what he wants to get done. Since then, I have heard of many similar miracles. Denise and I have seen other cars healed. So all, all I would say in closing is that faith is, faith is confidence. Faith is an expectation that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And faith can start out small. But faith can definitely grow. It needs to grow. And it comes through experience. It comes by walking with God. It comes by hanging out in his presence. It comes by getting to know his ways. And as you do that, as you get to know God more, as you get to know his ways, when you understand his ways, which when you understand what he wants to do through us, 
it becomes much easier to believe that he's actually going to work that miracle, that he's going to give you that financial provision, that he's going to give you that breakthrough in your job or your business. It comes by experience and it comes by walking with God daily and learning how to trust him. So that is all I have for y'all today. Thank you for tuning in on Supernatural Saturday. I love you all. You're amazing. And I will catch you on next Saturday on Supernatural Saturday. Peace out. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about this show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.